Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 139 of Zack Snyder's Justice League. This minute is going to start out with Martha dearly looking at Lois across the table from her. And the minute is going to end with Lois struggling on how to express her feelings. Um, In conversation, the same conversation that we've been having um, these past couple days about the connection between Martha and Lois and the loss of their dear beloved Clark Kent. Yeah. It's a nice cutoff from yesterday's minute where um, there's there's the revelation from Lois that she cannot return to work. And, and then in this minute, we get kind of like the response from Martha Kent, kind of a la anecdote about everywhere she goes, everywhere she looks, she sees that S. Uh, and everyone is mourning Clark as Superman, but only Martha. And the reason that she's come to visit Lois is to uh, empathize with her and say, you're the only one that also loved him the way I love him uh, and miss him the way that I miss him. As as Clark Kent and Superman, um, n- knowing the real the real person, and there's a, you know, how Martha feels in this minute. It, 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 it parallels how she felt in Dawn of Justice, where, you know, when the world hated him, she wanted to say the exact same thing and, and tell, tell the world, you know, you know, how proud she is of Clark. So um, we get it in dialogue here in this minute. So it's a very touching moment to hear from Martha, especially there's a, there's a bit of anger behind her in, in how much she wants to tell the world the truth about him. Um, and it's all just rather sad. So yeah, Nate, what did you think about today's minute? Um, it's heavy doc. Um, I can <laughs> see the, uh, the impact, especially from um, mothers just, you know, putting themselves in Martha's shoes, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. imagining the, the loss of their son and having this uh, incredible secret and just not being able to say that that was my son. Like, I, I love him, too. I I saw that on television, too. It was great. I cheered and clapped and called him immediately after, you know. Um, I can see the, uh, the effect that would have. And I think that's also something that um, isn't really touched on as much because we normally get, like, an older martha kent um Mm -hmm. and apparently that martha kent is like okay and has accepted that her son is and wants to change and and save the world and everything it's like hey you you do you i'm i love you no matter what you know that's all great and everything but at the same time has it ever been said where it's like i was just talking to the neighbors and they were talking about their favorite superman story and i just wanted to be like yeah right clark's amazing (laughs) isn't he um and so I don't know. It's really, it's really heavy. Uh, you can hear the, the strain in Martha's voice. Um, like you were saying, the anger, and the yeah. uh, just, just the, uh, the passion that she 
must come in contact. I mean, obviously, coming coming into contact with this this issue that she's describing every single day. Like she said, everywhere I go. Um, yeah, because she and, can't talk to, to Pa Kent anymore, and that's the only person she can... Can you imagine being that pent up? You can't, It's not that you don't talk to anyone. It's that you can't talk to anyone yeah. about it, right? You know, yeah. it's like if you're grieving over the death of someone, a lot of people would say, like, oh, you need someone to talk to. Uh, and in her case, it's like, yeah, I do need someone to talk to, but it's only one other person yeah. that I could talk to. And I, you know, I, we don't talk, so I need to come to you and, and actually have this conversation because uh, I can't just tell a therapist or my neighbor or uh, Pete down at the IHOP. I can't yeah. have these conversations with, well, actually, you probably could. Um, but, uh, and the other thing is that Diane Lane is doing an incredible job as Martha Kent. Uh, Diane Lane is, as of today, only 58 years old. So even she's playing a bit of an older character, right? So uh, Diane Lane is playing an old lady. You know, she's she's quite young looking. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Of course, 100%. There's no ill words about Diane Lane ever on this show. (laughs) Yeah, no, um, no, no. I think it's just great that, you know, she's, it's, it's portraying a character. I mean, she's not, she's not far off from Ben Affleck. I think there's only a seven year age gap. Right. So they're both portraying older people. Maybe, uh, well, come to think of it, Ben Affleck would be portraying a Bruce Wayne that's younger than his actual age. Like, Ben Affleck being 51, portraying around a 45-year-old Ben Affleck, uh, Batman. But um, Diane Lane being 58 and and doing a character that's older than her, you do a great job. You kind of forget that. I I don't even think this is her natural hair color. I don't don't think they told her, like, oh, you know, make her hair gray. Uh, So. What? That's, uh, I don't like, I don't like doing that. That's, I I really don't enjoy it when that is, like, the the wardrobe choice where it's uh no i i'm sorry i i meant like they it is part of the hair, hair and makeup team uh, yeah absolutely i just yeah, it's yeah. it's um <laughs> it's when it's like overtly obvious especially in like you know time travels sticks where it's like oh man come on you just like your dark haired character you just took the comb and and the and the and the fur men gray and just like did a did a once over and now you're calling him <laughs> age 20 years like i i um Anyway, anyway, well, he's a heavy duty doc. That would mean the Back to the Future Part Two. That's what Biff has done, right? They, they age up the yeah, yeah the but actor. then the, yeah. Anyway, okay, yeah, sure. That was all right. Full circle. I didn't even mean to make that, but yeah. Um, I was going to say that um, it is jaw dropping when you compare the <laughs> the acting between the 2017 justice league versus like this is supposed essentially the same moment of the movie that's supposed to happen in those in seven in 2017 versus this one and like the 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 acting that that was happening in 2017 with the thirstiest reporters ever seen like all of this this crap is like what are you doing you mm-hmm. what do you mean and then you watch this and you're like yeah diane lane ladies and gentlemen 
Um, and you're supposed to stand and clap. And it's like, yeah, that was Superman's mom. Pause. That was Superman's mom. And now he's dead. How do you think you want them to react? And then you get the other guy who's like, well, I guess like crack a joke in the office, right? Like, no, what do you, what, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I believe one of her first lines is that she hasn't been able to make payments on the house, so she sold yeah. it. Um, and something about not being able to add mother-in-law to the list. Then there's a beat and she looks over at Lois and says, not that I ever, not that I ever was. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of an awkward, it, it tries to play it off as an awkward moment. Like, oh, sorry, we never got uh, <laughs> legally ba- bound by yeah. marriage in some way. It's like, but it was still, I mean, yeah, come anyway, anyway, <laughs> it's just, uh, this it's is awful. really powerful. Um, mm-hmm. This is oh, also this is a side, yeah, this is also a side of Martha Kent that, from these movies, the three, Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, and then this one, it's a side mm-hmm. of Martha Kent that we would, I mean, it's cool. Uh, how do I explain this? Our view it's of Martha cool. Kent <laughs> is usually through the eyes of Clark Kent Superman because it's his yeah. mom. It is how his mo- how we see his mom and how we are supposed to think of how superman's mom is supposed to be portrayed right the love you no matter what always loves and kisses the sun's always going to come out tomorrow tomorrow we're not going uh the optimistic character that martha kent is right this however is there's an absent superman so imagine trying to tell a story where it's like okay you got to tell a story about superman's mom but like superman's not there like he's just you, mm-hmm. so like how do you yes. tell it's like I don't I don't know what do you mean like how is he yeah. why would you tell that story about Superman's mom when Superman's not there what's the point and you're like yeah exactly but there is a point he obviously had a mother right it was a big old moment in the last one who's who's like, her own person right so it's a rare yeah. moment where Martha Kent is not uh, her, her story is not being told by someone else's perspective. Like this is her perspective about like this scene is rather a scene. It, it is a scene. Martha Kent being the point of view in this, in this scene, Lois Lane is the direct object in which she's speaking to. So Lois Lane is the supporting character in, in this, um, in this scene. And it's a rare moment to have Martha Kent being the perspective. The, the only person that gets this kind of treatment more often would be, of course, Aunt May from the Spider-Man franchise, who gets that. Yeah, excellent, excellent comparison. Yeah, in in both the Sam Raimi films, and I believe even in the um, uh, the Andrew Garfield, the the Amazing Spider-Man films, I believe there's a bit more perspective from from her side of things. You know, having to to cope with the loss of uncle ben right so yeah um and and also and and also her oh god that's now we're going on spider-man and Garfield stuff and also her view of the world after raising peter parker which is like you're dead yeah duh what do you mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. anyway so there aunt may gets a lot of the um 
she gets the better half of the deal a lot a lot of the times like as far as treatment like there's more spotlight for her well well yeah and, but it's kind of built in because your character is a teenager it's also i think because aunt may is also kind of like the alfred like she does double duty she's like martha ken and alfred you kind of you not yeah. only are the the home base for when the character has to come in and recharge their their mental battery but also you can be their voice of reason as well which is the the alfred part of it yeah yeah which i think this is why a lot of people like spider-man as their favorite superhero of all time because he gets everything <laughs> gets an alfred and a martha ken the heck <laughs> all rolled into one you've already got a great villain roster how what more do you want <laughs> yeah so this is i think just a really good uh image image of a uh um oh god what what did you just call it um oh oh boy cutting it <laughs> i don't know what i said so <laughs> and i lost the freaking word comparison um uh you you your uplifting character your um your it doesn't matter i was just reiterating inspiration it's okay yeah it's fine move on propagation it's okay perpetuation nope oh okay we lost it so, uh, it's gone throw it away um so one other thing i'll say is that this this minute is only martha it's 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 all a a monologue from Diane Lane. There is barely a word said by Lois Lane, which comes at the very end of the minute, where she just um kind of stutters to say, you know, like what her next words are going to be, uh, which is just right now it's just I, and then dot 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 minute ends. Yeah. So Lois Lane is really struggling. To Wouldn't make it up. as a Borg. Wouldn't make it as a Borg. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, she's struggling to express herself and say, you know, express her emotions. She's been she's been recluse for a very long time. Uh, I'm sure Martha has as well, and so she's coming to Lois to 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 pry open the doors. And and of course, this message uh, speaks from the heart. It connects to Lois Lane as well. And so Lois Lane, for the first time, is like trying to walk again, right? Like she's like. I have to say something I've been holding on to for a very long time. So it takes her a while to to open up. Yeah. I don't know if uh, the listeners here or Mark, um, if you've ever... I would know. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever lived in an environment where you don't t uh, talk to people or anything um, for an extended period of time, like a couple or to a few days. Um I think the pandemic had that effect on the a pandemic lot of did have a f have that effect on a lot of you people. guys remember the pandemic when you couldn't talk to anyone you could still talk to that's people. that's not true we had the internet yeah um but there were definitely times where you know you go the entire day it's like I haven't said a single word um I imagine that the airport for like 14 hours with yeah airplane mode and you couldn't talk to anyone yeah it's, that might be the closest thing people could do <laughs> there's there's a lot more you could get without going airport and turning your phone on airplane mode 
Um. Anyway, I imagine Lois talk to the person next to me. That's that's awful. Don't do that. I don't know. Don't or you to talk me. to the person when you're getting food because you're gonna be there for 14 hours. No, I just have my headphones in. Don't talk to me. Watch. No, I brought my lunch. The Super Mario Brothers movie. I brought my I brought my heated. Cole, Coleman lunch the tray with I don't know I don't what know. the heck what is it? construction workers you know what I'm talking about um, so, um I imagine Lois has probably gone a an extended period of time just without talking to anybody um mm-hmm. other than uh the one cop maybe Perry White the one cop oh yeah the, um, the coffee cop Mark McClure mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Olsen yeah yeah but you can't talk to him like actually talk to him that's what i was saying perry white might be the only one yeah um but anyway this is uh for anybody that's going through depression or has gone through depression or anything of the nature like loss or grief or anything this is that very much so my mask of the smiling face is on and then this person in front of me is not even allowing me to drop it it's kind of like I'm, I'm, I am forcing myself to drop it. I don't know what you did. You, you hit something, and now I'm breaking down. Because um, that's how Martha feels, right? Like I, I'm, I need someone to talk to, or I'm gonna. We like, can crack. speculate <laughs> that's how Martha feels. Um, it's a. This is still Jean Jones. Uh, it's uh, a, it's yeah. a fun thought to think that Jean was We're just also ignore it. I don't know what you're talking about. If Jean was also around Martha and maybe a friendly neighbor or... Who knows? Maybe he's heartbroken. Maybe he's uh, the owner of the coffee shop or something and he comes in and, and you know, tr- tries to pry things and have conversation and stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real big old game of chess right now when we're talking about who is who. Emotional but, chess. Yeah. But the fact of the matter uh, is that we are supposed to be seeing this as Lois Lane and Martha Kent bonding over the loss of their loved one. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is the first time that they've talked about it between each other. Um, that's also another big thing. Wouldn't you imagine that Lois would be like, call? Uh, no, maybe not. I, no, you wouldn't imagine that she'd be calling him on the phone every other night being just like, I just can't do that. You know, no, you don't do that. You over the phone. Yeah. Or you just bottle yourself up. You curl up into a ball and you cry and you, and then your alarm goes off and it's the next day and then you make food and then you do it again and then the alarm goes off and it's the next day. You know, uh, that's. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's just bottling it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um. I think this is what we have here. Yeah, it just really is the best way to go about it. Like the way they uh, directed it, the way they they wrote it, of course. Um, It's just the the best way for these two characters to really have the heart to heart in person. Uh, And they they chose all the right decisions for them to uh, to come from. And um, it just it, it, it it it's a this is the product of that. This is such a fantastic scene. So, um, but that's all I have from this one. I, I know in, in tomorrow's minute, we kind of get uh, one more response from Lois Lane back to um, Diane Lane, Martha Kent. So we've, we've had um, a nice interaction on Wednesday. Today was all 
uh, Martha Kent, and then tomorrow will be Lois Lane's response. So, uh, any other notes from you, Nate? Um, yes. One last closing thought is that I just want to point out, and it's still just going back to this is John Jones. Um, I do enjoy the <laughs> vagueness of the anecdote that is being told because it is just like that vastly observed idea it's i mean he's cold reading you know it's like you could say anybody you could say like, everywhere i go i see the symbol all over the place and i can't tell anybody that that's was what, that was that my too. son yeah like that was it's I mean, such it's a northcom right looking at all the tvs up, yeah um, we have the watch <laughs> <laughs> um yeah exactly and so like it's just so like a, a very good cold read and just mm-hmm, non-specific mm-hmm. about that thing to really in hopes break down that wall to Lois and lo and behold it worked it so worked <laughs> that was re- that was really just my closing thought just i like the vagueness of it it's fun yeah good one to close out on all right well we're going to wrap up for today if you've enjoyed today's show please consider leaving us a five star review it really does help the show and it helps new listeners discover the show as well if you'd like to join in on the conversation you can find us on twitter at dceu minute And if you'd like bonus content, we have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you here next time on DC Cinematic Minute.